Hello, and welcome to our sixth Bible talk on Mark's Gospel. I'm going to read from Mark chapter 1, verses 35 to 39. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else, to the nearby villages, so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So he travelled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. Well, I want to begin by asking, how good are you at prioritising things? Some people are really good at this. We, of course, also know some people who are terrible. Prioritising things correctly is really important for life, not least of all our Christian lives, as we will see in the talk today. Well, so far we've heard about Jesus having authority as a teacher. We've heard about him having authority over evil and also over sickness. The authority that Jesus has over these things go to show that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. By now, Jesus has become a very sought-after man. Simon and his companions found Jesus in a solitary place where he was praying and said to him, everyone is looking for you. Of course, what they were wanting was healing and the driving out of demons. Well, the first thing that we learn from Jesus is this, that the urgent is not necessarily the most important. Many would think that a massive new ministry had unfolded for Jesus and that he ought to have invested his time in healing people and driving out demons. Instead, Jesus rejected what was urgent and the way of popularity. Neither of these were determinative in his decision-making process. Nor should urgency or popularity be what decides our ministry today. Instead, what should decide our course is God's will. Jesus knew that God's will for him was, as we see in verse 38, to go somewhere else, to the nearby villages, so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. For Jesus, preaching the kingdom of God is the priority. In the Bible, when Jesus says why he has come, it's really important to sit up and pay attention. He tells us here, but we also see similar language in chapter 2 of Mark's Gospel in verse 17, when he said, I have, not, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Such statements help us to understand what Jesus has come to do. We know from chapter 1, verse 38, that Jesus came to preach. But preach what? Well, we are helped by remembering what is said in chapter 1, verses 14 to 15. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. R.H. Mount said of preaching, Preaching is not the relaxed recital of morally neutral truths. It is God himself breaking in and confronting many with a demand for a decision. This is what Jesus was doing as he called upon people to repent and to believe the good news. As he preached, 
Jesus would confront the realms of evil powers and draw people from the lordship of Satan to the lordship of Jesus. Jesus driving out the demons was also a particular sign of the kingdom of God coming. Luke chapter 11 verse 20 tells us, But if I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Well, just as Jesus prioritized the preaching of the kingdom then, so we ought to prioritize the preaching of the kingdom today. Why? Well, David Peterson is helpful. He says, We can only be released from Satan's power and free to serve God by the forgiveness or cleansing made possible by Jesus' death. He removes the threat of judgment and condemnation for those who trust in him and gives the assurance of life in the world to come. The preaching of the kingdom was Jesus' priority then, and it ought to be our priority today. In John chapter 17, verse 18, Jesus says to his Father, As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20, Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And the Apostle Paul says to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, preach the word. Preaching the word was the cause and the consequence of the Reformation and is at the heart of the ordination service for ministers. They are given a Bible after all. Although preaching or proclaiming the gospel is not just for ordained clergy, it is for all Christians to do. However, there are many things that will throw us off course. In Jesus' situation, as James Edwards tells us, the disciples evidently want Jesus to capitalize on his notoriety as a miracle worker. Already on the first day of public ministry, according to Mark, Jesus' mission is endangered and by those closest to him. Jesus, however, remains undeflected from his purpose, responding simply and decisively, this is why I have come. That is, to preach the kingdom of God. For us, the urgent can become the most important thing. A supreme need of a town or country could cause the preaching of the kingdom to be edged out. Dick Lucas tells of a mission organization that involved establishing a gospel ministry and also establishing a hospital in a country. In order to have the gospel not edged out, the policy of the missionary organization was to send a doctor and also an evangelism minister to keep first things first. Preaching neither being understood or desired can also throw us off course. Very often you will hear people in the community, not least of all in the church, say that what people need is social help, not spiritual help. And this usually corresponds with the statement, keep the sermon short. So we can be blown off course from preaching the kingdom by distraction or by people not understanding the importance of preaching or desiring it. However, 
Prioritizing the kingdom of God does not mean that calls of compassion should be denied. We see that Jesus was compassionate. He healed people and he drove out demons as he went. But preaching was his priority, which is a right balance that we do need to maintain. When my grandfather was alive, we spoke about priorities. He told me that there is a motto for some organization, I think connected with the Air Force, that is this, maintain the objective. For any of us, maintaining the objective is something that can be very challenging with all of the options that present themselves in our lives. When we go shopping, it can be hard to stick to the shopping list. This doesn't mean that we can't go down an aisle that we weren't intending to go down or we can't enter into a shop that we weren't planning on entering. But what is really important is that we don't come home without the goods or the things that we set out to purchase. It can be difficult in domestic life to maintain the objective or in other words, to maintain proper priority. In the case of Christian ministry, Dick Lucas is also helpful he said this, proper priority does not and must not exclude the cause of compassion, but compassion does not and must not deny priorities. To repeat, proper priority does not and must not exclude the cause of compassion, but compassion does not and must not deny priorities. The priority that Dick is speaking of is preaching. Compassionate acts are important, but they are secondary to the kingdom of God being preached. Well, how can we be helped in maintaining the priority of preaching? Well, let me read from verse 35 again. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Jesus spent time with his father in prayer. He sought the father's will. James Edward said, He is the son, one in being with the father, and the servant, one in purpose with his will. It was God's will that Jesus was concerned for, and by virtue of this, it was God's mission that Jesus prioritised. So often we neglect to seek God's will and take the course of our lives, the course of our ministry, the course of our church into our own hands. And what we end up doing is making incorrect and ungodly decisions. Our lives and our church are not to be run like other people's lives or like other organisations in the community. We are to seek God's will for us through looking into God's word and by being people who approach him in prayerful dependence. God's word today tells us that the preaching of the kingdom was Jesus' priority then, and it is to be prioritized by us today. We all have a part to play in preaching or proclaiming the kingdom to others, from the bishop to ordained ministers to licensed lay ministers or church members. It may be in sermons from a pulpit or in exchanges over the kitchen table with family and friends or with friends or people we know in a coffee shop. The opportunities are numerous. 
Some will say, well, I wouldn't know what to say. Well, I don't think that is any excuse. The Bible is before us and teachers surround us. Our role is to share what we can and as much as we can. Why do we do this? So that people will be released from Satan's power and free to serve God by the forgiveness or cleansing made possible by Jesus' death. There are times when we haven't proclaimed the kingdom because we've been too distracted or not understood the importance of preaching or desired it. Consequently, we've fallen short of God's call upon our ministry and have committed sin. But the great news is, is that God loves us so much that he sent his son, the ultimate preacher, Jesus Christ, to die for us who deserve nothing but condemnation so that we can be, so that we can be forgiven and have the assurance of eternal life. Knowing God's great love for us, proven in Jesus' death for us upon a cross, we ought to be people who go forward and love other people by sharing or proclaiming this wonderful message of the kingdom and so prioritize this preaching of the kingdom. Let's pray. Dear Father, we praise you for your great love for us. We thank you for sending your Son into this world that is under judgment, not to condemn the world, but to save the world through him, dying on a cross so that our sins could be forgiven. Please enable us to realise or to recapture the sense of this message being good news for a lost world. We ask that we would prioritise what you prioritise and proclaim your kingdom to the nations. We ask this through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.